You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into our first post-draft recap episode. We have a few of these on today's episode of Locked On Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off of your next order. On today's episode, we revisit the selections of Peyton Turner and Pete Werner. We're going to be doing this several times throughout the week. We talked already about what they bring to the team. Now let's discuss the fit. What will Turner do and how does he affect the players around him, including Marcus Davenport, whose fifth year option was picked up the same day Turner was drafted. Then Jay Stevens of the Locked On Buckeyes podcast joins to talk Pete Werner, the player, the person, and his future with the New Orleans Saints. And then we'll wrap up with a little bit of fun today, our final mock draft Monday segment of the offseason, looking ahead to 2022. Yes, it's way too early, but who does Trevor Sikama have the New Orleans Saints taking in his way too early first round mock draft? As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Deputy Brand Manager with CanalStreetChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL Podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. family thank you as always for being here for today's episode of locked on saints as we kick off a fresh week it probably doesn't feel like i've been away though at all because we had saturday and sunday episodes make sure you go back and check those out if you haven't already immediate reactions and analysis from all three rounds of the nfl draft and on the sunday episode we also talked about all of the udfas all 11 that the saints signed this offseason as well so there will be much more going on here throughout the offseason there's a whole other wave of free agency on the way There's so much more that's going to be headed our way here as we cover the New Orleans Saints every Monday through Friday. But for the next little bit, we're going to spend our time talking about the draft class for the New Orleans Saints. We're not going to spend our time focusing on the things that the national pundit folks are focusing on. I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. I don't care about grades. I don't care about what the Saints could have done or should have done. I care what the Saints did. And I care what that means for these players as well as the players around them and therefore the team. So that's what we're going to be focused on here throughout. We're going to talk about the fits. We're going to talk about the people. We're going to talk about how it affects the players around them. We're going to talk about what they bring that the Saints didn't have last year, so on and so forth. We're going to look at every angle we can for each of these draft prospects. And today we're going to start off with the uh, first round selection for the New Orleans Saints, Houston defensive end Peyton Turner. Now, we got a little bit more information on how the first round went down for the New Orleans Saints via Nick Underhill over the weekend, but we got a little bit more detail from Albert Breer this morning on his Monday morning quarterback, where he talked a bit about how the New Orleans Saints were interested in moving up from 28 to the top 10, as was reported, but talks never got very serious because the New Orleans Saints were never interested in giving up and adding in a third first round selection in terms of trading up. They were willing to, it sounds like, to part with next year's, I guess that would mean but they were not interested in also parting with their 2023 first rounder. And the targets were J.C. Horn or Pat Sertain. And as good as those players are, I'm really glad that the Saints didn't do that. I'm very, very glad that the Saints didn't go out there and trade three first rounders to get up and select one of those corners. Now, by the time that the board had fallen the way that it did with the Saints standing pat at 28, 
Some folks have tried to make arguments that the Saints could have traded back or they could have went with a different position or something like that. But you know what? Peyton Turner was the top guy on their board, so they went and they grabbed Peyton Turner. So what does Peyton Turner bring? We talked, we discussed a little bit more in depth about that on Friday's episode, but just as a quick sort of rundown of that, he gives you great athleticism, which you know that the Saints absolutely love at remarkable size at six foot six, 270 pounds, and he fits the mold of what the Saints like both in the first round because he's a, he's a lineman, right? The Saints since 2015 have drafted an offensive or a defensive lineman every season, and he fits the mold in terms of defensive ends in particular, where the Saints have Cam Jordan, who stands at six foot four, over 280 pounds. You've got Marcus Davenport, who's listed on the Saints website at six foot five, six foot six, 260 pounds, 265. But we remember that he put on 10 or 15 pounds last year to get himself up to a playing weight near 280. Same thing with Carl Granderson. He did something very similar. You look at Tano Passano, who came in at six foot six, six foot seven, 270, 280 pounds. So Peyton Turner really fits in exactly what it is that the Saints like when it comes to their defensive ends. Now, it'll be interesting to see how many of those guys end up getting some reps on the inside, how many of them get reps on the outside. Noah Spence may be the odd man out when it comes to this edge rusher class. We'll see. But in terms of Peyton Turner's build, he makes perfect sense in terms of what the Saints like at the position. Now, how does he fit? Well, he ends up coming in and potentially taking a rotational role that yielded 13 and a half sacks for Trey Hendrickson. So yeah, you better get the top guy on your board if that's what you're hoping to be able to replicate or at least fill in. It'll be interesting to see if that ends up being the true rotation for Peyton Turner, or if those snaps actually end up going to Marcus Davenport, who's nine and a half million dollars, roughly fifth year option was picked up the same day that Peyton Turner was drafted. And when I talk about that rotation, I mean a heavier rotation. Now, don't get me wrong, Marcus Davenport missed some time last year, but so did Trey Hendrickson. And Trey Hendrickson played nearly 600 snaps on defense, 53.35% of snaps. Marcus Davenport, 374 35.76% of snaps. Now, there's additional context there in terms of time missed and things like that. But even still, you could see on a game by game basis, Trey Hendrickson get more snaps or at least more advantageous snaps on third down and things of that like, where he and Cam Jordan were a little bit more active at times where you might yield yourself some sacks. The other question is, how does it affect Cam Jordan in that matter? 816 defensive snaps last year, 78.01% of defensive snaps. That's pretty low for Cam Jordan, but does that get lower with both Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner on the team? Where does Peyton Turner come in and grab those snaps? So they have a lot of snaps to give up because they lost, you know, 200 or they, excuse me, they lost 558 when it came to Trey Hendrickson and they lost some of the rotational snaps that you might have seen from some of the other defensive ends that maybe end up falling a little bit further behind in the rotation now with the addition of Peyton Turner and Tano Passanio and of course, the retention for Marcus Davenport, who is going to be playing in the 2021 season no matter what. But this is going to be really interesting to see how not only Peyton Turner ends up fitting in, but how his fit ends up affecting the players around him. So for the Saints, who reportedly also had Peyton Turner on their board above the remaining corners after Horn and Sertain, the way that they looked at it then is that Peyton Turner is the guy that's going to have the most immediate impact coming in. We'll continue to discuss that immediate impact as we continue to break down the selection of Peyton Turner, as well as his five other draft mates in this draft class. But we're going to transition now to a little talk about Pete Werner, the Ohio State linebacker, another Buckeye coming to the Big Easy. 
We're going to be helped out by my good friend, Jay Stevens at jstevens07 on Twitter, host of Locked on Buckeyes. Going to be talking to him here in just a moment. All right, Saints fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231 Two, three, one. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by testophen, which helps to boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass as well. There's a reason that Nugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. And if you text now, they'll also include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, the most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help get you back in shape absolutely free. Just text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and now you can track all the action over at betonline.ag. Now, a ton of sports action going on all throughout last week as well as this week. Even with the NFL draft in the books, there are still some interesting props for you to go and check out. The Kentucky Derby also came back, which is just the first leg of the Triple Crown, which began last weekend. But you can also get all the latest news and odds for all of your sporting needs, including MLB. NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action as well. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the game. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and use the promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposits. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Huda Nation, we are rocking right along here on today's episode of Locked on Saints, and I'm so grateful to be joined by my friend, my brother, my colleague, he, a little bit of everything, this guy, I absolutely love him, and I'm so grateful he took the time to come through, host of Locked on Buckeyes, as well as the Jay Stevens podcast, Jay Stevens at Jay Stevens with the PH07 coming through. Jay, I appreciate you taking the time to come through and talk a little Ohio State Buckeyes, my man, how are you? Ross, I'm doing well, man. Pete Werner to the to the Saints. It could I couldn't be happier for two reasons. One, he's going to New Orleans. He has his, some former Buckeyes there. But mm-hmm. two, it's going to allow us some more time to talk oh, football, look. which we need to do a whole lot more than we have been. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, look, we Jay and I, Jay and I go back a little bit. We have done a couple of shows together. We did a mock draft together last year, and then you know we've. We've kind of been taking off, and then the homie came through here to take over Locked on Buckeyes. He's been doing a phenomenal job with the show. So if you want to know more about future New Orleans Saints, uh, go listen to the Locked on Buckeyes podcast and Jay Stevens every Monday through Friday. Jay, so let's start with Pete Werner, man. The Saints select him in the second round at pick 60. They tried to move up a little bit in the second round, but had high grades on Pete Werner when it when the uh, the selection came around. He was the guy for them. Can you tell us a little bit about what he brings? Let's start on the field. Uh, in terms of his time at Ohio State? So Pete Werner, think about him at Ohio State. There's um, a few things that come to mind. All of them are good. So mm-hmm. Saints fans out there, you're not getting a guy that's lazy, not getting a guy that doesn't work in the weight room, doesn't watch the film, is not adjustable once he's on the field. You're getting a guy that's good in every, in so many different areas. But Pete Werner at Ohio State played both the Sam for a little bit and the Will Backer. So he got a little 
look at the strong side and weak side and played both very, very well. Going back to the will, this past season was more his bread and butter where he was best fit for this team. And you see on the field, he's not afraid to hit you. He, his coverage skills have gotten a lot better than they previously were. Myself and other people were very critical of Pete Werner and his skills in coverage. But this past season, if you go back and look at the tape, you'll see Pete out in space is a whole lot better last year than it was previously. So you're getting a hard worker, a guy that's going to be able to be moldable and fit into an NFL scheme mm-hmm. and somebody that let's just say you're running a you're you're using a nickel set on third down he will be a guy that can play on third down sets as well that's great and I, look the Saints love to bring pressure and we'll talk a little bit more about how he fits in there but I know that's one of those one of those key moments for him let's talk a little bit off the field though what are we getting in terms of the person in Pete Warner I think you're getting a really good person a guy that if there was any issue at Ohio State Ryan Day would have put it on Front Street immediately. Not going to go mm-hmm. down to Urban Meyer Street because that's a conversation. We ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> exactly. But I do believe with Ryan Day and Ryan Day being there prior to taking over as he had a coach, he knew the kind of man, the young man that Pete Werner is. And I say that because this year in the offseason, uh, Marcus Hooker, Ohio State safety, did get caught for a DUI, a second one at Ohio State. He is suspended indefinitely. And honestly, I haven't heard anything different from him not being suspended when that suspension will end mm. because that's very, very serious stuff. And right. I do know Ryan Day, he runs a very tight ship. He's not going to be a guy that you can walk over, you can laugh at, and you can say, oh, well, this guy, he has his wrongdoings. But we're going to look over that because he's a future first-round pick. Ryan Day's not that guy. And I think that if Pete Werner were a guy that was really messing up and acting a full owner off the field, Ryan Day would make that very, very clear. The beat writers would figure that out. And the people like myself, I would talk about it and say, you're wrong. Clean up your act or you won't get back on the field. So Pete Werner off the field, really haven't heard anything. Current Ohio State defensive tackle Haskell Garrett was with Pete Werner on draft day Mm -hmm. there to celebrate with his brother. So He's not just someone that the coaches love. Teammates love him as well. And Saints fans, I bet you'll love him too. I love that, man. I love to hear that. It's just kind of this idea that like they would put it out in front sheet if it was there. No words. Let's say no news is good news. And then you see all the things around. That's great. That's awesome. I love hearing that. And certainly culture, community, that's such a big part of what the New Orleans Saints do. Once again, it's Jay Stevens at Jay Stevens 07, host of Locked on Buckeyes, the Jay Stevens podcast. Jay, let's talk a little bit more specifics We started to talk a little bit about his presence on third down, talked a little bit about his blitzing. Tell us a little bit about what he brings specifically to the New Orleans Saints and how the Saints might be able to utilize him on defense. You get a guy that's fundamentally sound, and I don't Mm. say that lightly. I know that in football or in sports, words like fundamentally sound or best of all time or Mm -hmm. best shooter of all time going to basketball or he's a goat, um, those those phrases get used to, to me too much, too mm-hmm. loosely, and they lose the importance or how important those words are. Mm-hmm. So when I say Pete Werner is fundamentally sound, I literally mean he's fundamentally sound. You will get a guy that's going to get better in pass coverage. In first, second down, run stopping, um, not afraid to hit somebody, that's Pete Werner. But I really, really liked last year. I could talk about his run stopping ability all sure. day, not afraid to hit all day. But I think in a passing league, and as we're seeing these spread offenses and how we're seeing teams really go from the I formation or the under center and a lot more shotgun or pistol sets, you're going to find a guy in Pete Werner 
that's going to be a lot better in space than maybe your average guy that's only played the position he played at last year for one year. Oh, also, Ross, in high school, he was a safety in high school. So being in space in high school was something he was very good at. And then also in college, the speed's a little bit faster. He got acclimated to that speed um, last year. And then also in the NFL, speed's a whole lot faster there than it was in college. But you want to see him get acclimated a few games. I mean, growing pains are expected. But I think Pete Werner in space – is one thing, not just in the pass game, but the running game as well. I think Saints fans will love him. I love it, man. That's great. Like I, I love hearing the the positional versatility that's there. Or let me not say positional versatility, but the, the positional experience elsewhere. That's something we know the New Orleans Saints love about these guys. He's a durable, healthy guy as well. He stayed healthy during his time at Ohio State. So you love that. Uh, all right. So, Jay, look, man, we have, as you mentioned earlier, so much more to talk about when it comes to the Ohio State Buckeyes. So this will not at all be the last time that we talk is the Louisiana to Ohio connection is wide open. It's running both ways too. We got LSU play. Every LSU player is heading to Cleveland. Every LSU player is heading to Cincy and all these Ohio state guys are coming on down to the big easy. So we absolutely love it. So we'll be hearing from you some more, but if folks want to hear from you before we come back around to, uh, to collaborate in a little bit, tell them where to find you. You can fi- follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. As Ross said earlier, it is Stevens with a PH. I'm also the host of the J. Stevens podcast every Monday, every Thursday. Got some big interviews coming up, so you definitely don't want to miss that. And then also, every single day, Locked on Buckeyes, Monday through Friday, drops a fresh episode for you, so you can stay up to date with the Ohio State Buckeyes, former and current. And Ross, your guy Chris Olave, will be getting a lot uh, of attention very soon. Uh. Don't bring, you're bringing the goosebumps on the way out, man. Don't make me think about Chris Olave. I'm not ready for that yet. But yes, we will absolutely be talking about my boy. I appreciate you coming through, homie. Yes, sir. This is fun, man. All right, y'all. Go and check out Jay Stevens over at the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. And of course, you'll be hearing from him pretty consistently throughout the offseason as we continue to look at Pete Werner and the rest of the Buckeyes on this New Orleans Saints team. Coming up next as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints, covering your New Orleans Saints every Monday through Friday. We're going to take a look at our final mock draft Monday of this offseason. It's a way too early 2022 mock draft. And could it be another Buckeye heading to the New Orleans Saints? You know the one I'm excited about. So we'll talk about that and much more here as we have a little fun to close out today's episode. It's always good to have fun, but it's always good to make the right choices too. So when it comes to your protein bar, make sure you're making the best choice available with Built Bar. 18 incredible flavors and some rotating special edition flavors always coming through on the website as well. So make sure you're checking out BuiltBar.com to see what they've got up each week. But right now you can catch six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, as well as 12 original flavors as well that include peanut butter, mint brownie, and salted caramel, and some of the absolute favorites out there. Some of them that made a deep run in the Built Bar Bracket Challenge that we did during March Madness. And every one of these bars, of course, is covered in 100% chocolate, low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and even good for a keto diet. So to get these Built Bars, I'm going to tell you how to use your promo code to get 15% off. So go to BuiltBar.com and that promo code is LOCKED15. So just enter that in at checkout. You're going to get 15% off of your next order, whether it's your first time or your next time. Use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's get 
get it, Houdat Nation. We are wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Saints here on the Locked On Podcast Network with a little bit of fun, taking a break from the 2021 NFL Draft and looking all the way ahead to 2022. Now, let's be very clear. No one knows what the 2022 NFL Draft is going to look like. At this point last year, there were first rounders that ended up being you know, fourth rounders in this year's draft. There were fourth rounders, fifth rounders, day three guys in the in this year's draft that ended up or started off in the weights really mock drafts as first rounders. You look at Sean Wade out of Ohio State, for instance. You can look at a guy like Alex Leatherwood who started in the first round, fell out of the first round, and then ended up actually getting drafted in the first round. So you can go any way with these, but it's fun to get an early look at some of the names that could be out there for your favorite team. And in this case, of course, the New Orleans Saints. So we're going to start off with the selection by Trevor Sikama and his way to early 2022 mock draft, which you can find at draftnetwork.com for the New Orleans Saints who are drafting at number 19 overall. So remember, that means that they're a playoff team as far as Trevor Sikama is concerned in Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill's first year starting off at quarterback with Drew Brees or maybe Ian Book. No, I'm just playing. We know we know Ian Book's going to take some time. If if anything else, that's not his role at the moment. This comes down to Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, but still considering them a, uh, a, a playoff team, they're picking at number 19 overall, and they go with wide receiver out of Ohio State, Chris Olave. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I partly talked about this because I thought it would be fun to talk about the 2022 NFL Draft but I mostly talked about this because I got the opportunity to talk about Chris Olave going to New Orleans. Because if you've been listening to the show for a while, before Chris Olave decided to go back to Ohio State this offseason, he was set to go into the NFL draft. And I was gung-ho about him being the Saints selection in the first or second round as one of the top wide receivers in this class. And Trevor Sigma talked about that decision to go back to school uh, in his blurb for the selection. He wrote, every year, there are always a handful of players who are draft eligible, but decide to go back to school to the chagrin of many draft analysts who love them as a prospect and believe that they are already pro ready. Chris Olave is one of those players. Olave is a smooth moving wide receiver who knows how to win vertically. The New Orleans Saints would have loved him at the back end of the first round in 2021. Maybe they'll get a chance to take him a year later. Now, there's always a lot of question marks when it comes to these players that go back to school when they already seem pro-ready, as Trevor Sikama put it, because are they going to do something during that season, that season that they go back, that's going to end up costing them in their draft evaluation coming up to the next year when they were already first-rounders this season altogether. So he'll be somebody to watch and I would keep an eye out on him. And you can also keep an eye out on another Ohio State Buckeye wide receiver in Garrett Wilson, who in this mock draft is selected just two two selections later by the New England Patriots. So there is some a lot of first round potential on this Ohio State team. There's a lot of wide receiver potential coming into next year's draft as well. And there's, of course, a lot of cornerback potential coming into that 2022 NFL draft also. So just something and some names, if you want to check out the piece over at thedraftnetwork.com, something that allows you to maybe get some names in your mind early so that when the college football season rolls around, you know what teams to watch, what players to watch, who to keep an eye out on, or who to continue to research all throughout the college football season so you can keep up with some more potential future New Orleans Saints. But right now, the future is in the six-man draft class of the 2021 NFL Draft by the New Orleans Saints and the 11 undrafted free agents that were selected right after day three had finished up. So we'll continue to talk about them and break down more of the draft selections by the New Orleans Saints as we continue our draft recap episodes here at Locked on Saints. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tomorrow, we'll talk a bit more about Paulson Adebo. You know I'm going to be stoked to do that. And of course, we'll get more guests here to help us give some additional perspective on these draft prospects as well. I thank you very much for helping a, it, it, what really was truly, everybody, an enormous week uh, here at Locked on Saints. So thank you very much for all your support, for listening, for sharing, for rating, reviewing, all of that, but most of all, for helping to grow this very, very important family. So I thank you very much, as always. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them and trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.